Chapter Seven of Unknown London by Walter George Bell. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Janet. Chapter Seven London's Roman Baths. London possesses two Roman baths, one built in the city's heart, and the other in the rural surroundings of the Strand, of which it may be said, one certainly is Roman but is it a bath the other certainly is a bath but is it roman a mathematician might eliminate the possible sources of error and state the result in these terms one roman bath which has the advantage of stating only fact but archaeologists are not likely to be convinced by this method the corporation of london wider awake now than it was when so many remains of the former city were allowed to be destroyed saved this roman relic under the coal exchange in lower thames street by billingsgate and specifically constructed for its preservation the chamber eleven feet below the road's surface in which it may to-day be seen unfortunately it could not save all that time and the romans had left us in excavating for the adjoining warehouses eastwards further and more extensive remains were uncovered these were duly charted but city land is valuable and public funds so short that they could not be salved and nothing of them survives or at least nothing of them is accessible this stroke of fate is to be deplored for they would have given us the finest remains of a roman building that the city preserves always excepting the fragments of the great wall with which our first conquerors encircled the city the plan of the entire roman building is shown in the accompanying drawing for which i am indebted to mr john terry the part preserved for inspection is that within the dotted lines let me forestall disappointment by saying that descending to the bath you must take your imagination with you for it is difficult indeed to shift one's ideas into this place and picture it as a tatama canvas with sunlight streaming into a stately building and idle roman partitions lolling about or the beautiful maidens of augusta appropriately unattired disporting themselves in the clear crystal water amid marble surroundings there may have been all that in london these many centuries ago but there is not enough left to make the illusion it seems at a glance more like a coal hole but that is because time and the civic authorities have not spared us more few though the fragments are with a little knowledge they become interesting assuming that this was a bath let us take the plan and the shade of vitruvius with us for a guide a useful man vitruvius generations of posterity to whom his great de architectura is a closed and sealed book has his shade accompanied upon inspections of surviving roman baths in all parts of the world empire then it is not difficult to reconstruct the building f is the hypocaust with several of the pillae not displaced and still showing it is of the customary shallow depth only one foot eight inches 
to the underside of the floor of the sudatorium c or vapor bath above in the southeast corner of this apartment are seen the remains of a recessed seat through a door was a room b which may be taken to be the caldarium or warm bath and right and left two chambers a and d which should be the former the apotidarium or waiting room and the latter an intermediate room before entering the frigidarium e these apartments constitute the house so far as we are able to restore it the extreme length of the hypocaust from one semicircular end to the other was thirty-five feet six inches which with the plan gives sufficient indication of the proportions of the whole red tessellated pavements found one fragment is undisturbed the tiled walls and flues and drains indicate that it was a building of some importance in roman london an arched flue left in the eastern semicircular wall of the hypocaust one foot six inches high by one foot three inches wide probably indicated where the fire was lighted the profanarium and still showed traces after all these centuries of smoke having passed through it from this short description it will be seen that these roman remains fit in very well with the plan of a bath though whether it was a public bath or one attached to the villa of a wealthy resident cannot now be decided the non-technical public is apt to be misled by the use of the term hypocaust believing it synonymous with bath which it is not the hypocaust was a common means of warming not only baths but roman houses the heat from the exterior furnace lighted outside the building being transmitted by subterranean flues and vertical shafts carried up through the walls the romans understood central heating in its most modern application perfectly for there is nothing new under the sun thus it may be that we have here a whole roman dwelling place once habited by a public official or citizen of substance and not merely a cleansing place which to my mind seems likely the second roman bath is in strand lane on the river side of the strand between the two churches that stand out in the mid thoroughfare this undoubtedly is a bath for the spring water still flows into it there are steps for the bather down into it and it would not be at all difficult to drown in it what other evidence can one want it is in a curious vaulted chamber very strongly built giving ample space all round the bath with a passage at the side strongly arched which suggests that this is a fragment of what was once a considerable building a fair light penetrates through the one window you stand shut out from the world and all its movement and noise and altogether with the actual presence of water this is a much more satisfactory bath than its fellow in the city it bears legends to which i do not necessarily subscribe though they would be right enough could we be sure of any date i believe the bath was not known publicly till about the year eighteen thirty four 
but that of course is no evidence against the authenticity of its reputed origin what has annoyed me on all occasions when i have visited there is that some person well intentioned no doubt has covered over every trace of brick or tile or stone with cement rendering so that it is quite impossible to tell save through the eye of faith of what age this bath may be it is sunk below the surface level and fed by a perpetual spring one of many found in this ground falling sharply to the thames the white marble slabs which now form its foot surface gives no guidance for they were taken out of a great bath which was in the house of elizabeth's favourite the earl of essex not far distant off the strand that bath having been demolished during the erection of new buildings so recently as eighteen ninety three there was an old roman bath in those days wrote dickens david copperfield at the bottom of one of the streets out of the strand it may be there still in which i have had many a cold plunge it is there still a visitor seventy years ago has described the bath as it then was the walls of the bath consisted we found of that peculiar flat and neat-looking aspect which certainly seemed to imply the impress of roman hands divided only by thin layers of stucco and the pavement of a layer of similar brick covered with stucco and resting upon a mass of stucco and rubble the construction of the pavement is made visible by a deep hole at the end near the window where the spring is continually flowing up and in pursuing our inquiries among those persons best calculated to satisfy them we were told by a gentleman connected with the management of the estate who had a portion of the pavement purposely removed that the rubble was of that peculiar character well known among architects as roman the bricks are nine and a half inches long four and a half inches broad and one and three quarters inches thick this construction is not unlike the roman bath at rorikster where the tile is but one and a half inches thick and measures sixteen inches by twelve but i should have preferred the evidence of my own eyes a year before the war i took a party of the london and middlesex archaeological society to the old roman bath in the strand missing then the opportunity of a lifetime it happened that builders had been there engaged on repairs much of the modern cement at the boat end of the bath had been chipped away exposing partly dry and partly under water portions of the structure behind and what certainly looked to me from a dry distance to be pieces of roman tile or brick the proper thing to have done was to have gone in to see clothes tortoiseshell specks and all no i would have anchored the silk hat ashore and so settle the matter there was not more than four feet of water it was a chilly winter afternoon the sun setting and spring water is very cold i was too much of a coward and now i never pass down the strand by this lane without a shrug 
thinking what one cold plunge might have done how i would have floored the antiquaries or they me and there would have grown about my name the legend that this man proved against all opponents the authenticity of london's roman bath in the strand our real still usable roman bath with a statue perhaps of myself in roman toga after the next widening of the strand had made sufficient clearance for a sight and i was too much of a coward to take it End of chapter 7